We acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the unceded, ancestral, and occupied traditional territory of the Anishinaabe Nation, the people of the three fires known as Ojibwe, Odawa, and Potawatomi Nations. And furthermore, we thank the Chippewa of Saugeen and the Chippewa of Nawash, now known as the Saugeen Ojibwe Nation, who are the traditional keepers of this land. As we live, work, surf, and play, we say mahalo to the Métis, Inuit, and Indigenous peoples of Turtle Island and from around the world who have stewarded these lands and sacred surf spots for thousands of years. We recognize their amazing resilience in the face of ongoing oppression and injustice. We believe that for true healing to occur, we must reflect and make serious changes while working together as we move forward in truth and reconciliation. We can be better, we can do better. Aloha, freshies. Welcome to Permastoked. I'm your host, Derek Hyatt. In this podcast, we talk to surfers and stand-up paddleboarders from across the Great Lakes, Canada, the U.S., and beyond. We take a peek into their lives and find out what it means to be stoked. Is it a natural state of euphoria, elation, a relentless commitment? I also talk to other Permastoked individuals, such as artists, entrepreneurs, filmmakers, musicians, philanthropists, yogis, and much more. Join us each week in learning from these experts and enthusiasts while being inspired by their undying passion, insights, and rad tales. Permastoke is presented by Freshwater Surf Goods, your surf brand devoted to spreading the stoke across the unsalted seas and cultivating pride amongst the surf community. We do this by providing products and apparel that celebrate the awesomeness of both Great Lakes and Canadian surf culture. Stand out in the tribe by rocking our gear. But hey, don't just stand around on the beach looking cool. Check out our Stoke Academy and try surfing and stand-up paddleboarding. Get away into beautiful Owen Sound, Sauble Beach, or Grey Bruce, where we offer Paddle Canada certified basic and advanced subcourses, tours, sub-surfing, and even beginner surfing lessons. Visit www.freshwatersurfgoods.com to sign up for your freshwater fantasy today. Want to get your zen on? Check out SUP Yoga and our Great Vibes Yoga, Meditation, and Healing classes. Aloha is a life force energy of loving and living in harmony. Through movement, meditation, and breath, our classes allow you to connect with your true self so you can spread great vibrations and the spirit of aloha throughout the global consciousness. Enjoy community and a chill atmosphere filled with great vibes and sacred ancient teachings delivered with humor and integrity. In this episode, I chat with brothers Sam and Caleb Skelton about filmmaking and surfing in Cleveland, Ohio. This episode was recorded on March 21st, 2021 and may contain coarse language that could be deemed offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Sam and Caleb Skelton, you two kooks. How are you doing, guys? Doing good, man. Doing, doing good. Just right out. on. Welcome to the Permastoked Podcast, fellas. Thanks for having us on, man. We're stoked. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So where am I talking to you guys from? We are just about a mile west of downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Can you, yeah. when you tell people you're from Cleveland, do you ever like sing the lyrics from the Beatles song, like just 
So where are you guys from? Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny enough, I actually, I feel a connection <clears throat> with, how do you say, would you say it Ohioans? Ohio, how? Yeah, that's right. Ohioans. Oh, Ohioans. Because yes. I grew up in Leamington, Ontario, which is like a straight shot from Sandusky. Yeah. So as a kid, we would, you know, take the ferry over, go to Cedar Point. Um, so there was always a connection. You know, a lot of people from my town were uh, Cleveland Indians fans, stuff like that. So it's like the sister city that I've never been to. Yeah, dude, I, we've never been up that. We've actually never crossed the lake. We've never crossed the lake north. Well, you need to find one real big long wave and ride it over. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing, yeah. South so wind. did you guys ever go to Putin Bay? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been more Kelly's Island. Than okay. Bay. Yeah. So would you guys have went to Peely Island ever? I never have. See, no, so never we're have. like, we're like the yin and yang. We're like, I'm the Canadian Lake Erie guy. We'd go to Peely Island. I always wanted to go to Putin Bay, though. I heard that's just a pretty rad place. Yeah, it's a party yeah, it's cool. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it has the world's largest land. Wait, the world? Largest on land geode, apparently. Yeah. The world's largest what? Geode, like a, a it's like a. a Crystal cave you can walk into. Oh, sweet! Yeah, usually oh, like nice. there's a little rocks, you know, yeah. but this is like a whole. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You go inside. Gotcha, it. gotcha. You guys need to get that in one of your uh, adventure videos. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be. We got to get out that way. You know, the waves tend to get bigger the further east you go on the mm. south side of Lake Erie. Okay. So, so it's not always that attractive for us to travel west towards Sandusky. Mm. I know there's nice beaches because usually the wave forecast is two or three feet higher further east oh okay but they're they're they do get killer waves out there we should go out that way for a video yeah it'd be fun yeah right on yeah so hey guys you know take me into your lives a little bit we got brothers here right yeah nice who's who's older i'm actually older just almost three years okay yeah. kind of kind of thought i just made that assumption <laughs> Right on. So what was growing up what was growing up like for you two dudes? We grew up on a couple acres of like wooded forest with a little pond in the back. Oh so we man. always kind of like Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn. Our parents let us like yeah. run around and build forts in the woods and like kinda, camping, hiking. Yeah. Right on. So some of the adventurous spirit comes from very young age then, eh? Yeah, we also traveled a lot when we were younger, too. My oh, okay. mom and dad took us all over the place, so that as well, for sure. Just always going, trying to find something to do. We never really, like, identified with Ohio all that much growing up. We were trying to go do other things, but we oh, found okay. it so fun here now, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, watching your videos and the vibes you guys are giving off, I'm, I was living out west for 12 years. And so yep. if I met you guys out on the street, I would sooner think you're from, say, Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. But, hey, yeah. you guys are, you know, what, like, what Great Lakes surfers do, though, is you make the most out of 
your area, right? Like you treat it like a blessing. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, every time we even get any bit of good waves, I'm just like freaking out. We're so far from the ocean. It's like sometimes, you know, those magic days you get out there and it's like, where are we? Yeah. Like the yeah. sun setting, it's all epic. And like sometimes it's summer and the water's not even the cold. And it's like, whoa, yeah, it's just the, so sick. The trick is to put your wetsuit on before you see what the waves look like. And then you just get in no matter what. Oh, uh, then you're committed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Drive to the beach with the wetsuit on. So yeah. You're forced to go in. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So I heard you mention in one of your videos, that you started surfing when you were 13. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, 13, man. 13, 14. But the thing was, was I didn't have anyone to surf with here. Um, and you know, it just wasn't, I just did it as much as I could when I could get a friend to come out with me, mm -hmm. but I didn't really start like studying the waves until about a year ago and like really understanding what the weather patterns meant for each beach and how, how important it was to like, you know, understand what's going on. Oh, okay. I think I was probably skunked like the, the first hundred times I surfed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if he was 13, were you 10 when you started surfing? I went out a couple of times with him like boogie boarding on his board, you know, but I never really rode, but I started last year. Uh, I went to Montauk, New York and okay. on board and just started, had a blast my first day out. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. I've been snowboarding my whole life. So okay. <laughs> a lot of, in our videos too, it's a lot of our like crew. Like we kind of like built up a crew and like eventually okay. start like putting up people's names. Um, but there is a mix of a lot of us surfing in those videos, you know? Okay. So in probably about the second or third video in your series, um, when I was watching them today, uh, you mentioned about, okay, everybody, I'm going to refrain from blowing spots. Did you, uh, I take it you uh, might have done that and had the repercussions and therefore were like, okay, new approach? Yes, yeah. partially, partially. Yeah. I'm, try okay. I'm trying to be elegant in this. But I honestly couldn't disagree more. I mean, I understand if there's like a private spot. I'm not about to like be like, hey, here's how to get here. But the lake community growing is the best thing that's ever happened to Great Lake Surfing, in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, the people who are always complaining about spots being blown up half the time aren't even out there when we're all out there. Yeah. You know, and it's just like you, you never keep, see them. Like, it didn't look crowded for you guys. That's for sure. That's no, the thing. It's like, I would welcome a little bit of a crowd. It's safer. You know? oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our most popular beach is called Edgewater and it's in downtown Cleveland. Okay. And it hits great on a Northeast wind, like epic. It's real nice. Big rollers, real clean. It cleans up nice. Um, it's kind of like a point break of rocks. Okay. But it also hits on West and Northwest and pretty much any other thing as like slop waves, but everyone goes there. And we're in the biggest city in the area on the North Coast. And at max, there's what, 12, 15 people out on a great day, too. Like, wow. And this is the most publicly known spot. So to me, it's just like, you know, if it's in a public park, I'm not about to like be like, here's how to get here. But I'm not going to refrain from putting drone video up. It's epic, mm, man. It looks great. Yeah. Getting more people into it. The response has been like awesome. It's definitely not yeah. a selfish thing that I've been accused of before, you know? Like, mm, yeah. I don't, how do you how do you feel about like exposing spots, man? Yeah, for me, similarly, like I started surfing in the late '90s on Lake Erie, and dudes, I was I was by myself most of the time. 
So like yeah. you, I would have welcomed like another body or two. So yeah. for me, this secrecy, there was never a need for protectionism because no one in their right mind was going to try surfing. Like it just, it, you know, it, it's changed. I think the attitudes changed now, but at that time, like, no. So I couldn't pay people to go surfing probably back then. So, but nowadays I've seen this one spot that I'm not too far from called Kincardine. It's a very popular spot up here in Canada on the Great Lakes. And I've seen like 40 or more people out there at a time. And, and that was like, wow, that is quite a sight. So I can see it growing to the point where there's, we run out of room in the lake. I don't think so. I don't. No way, man. So, no way. Yeah. yeah, like I wouldn't go revealing, you know, uh, neighbor Bob's, you know, backyard that you got to walk through some private stuff to get there. But like you're saying, if it's if it's a park or it's got a swing set next to it, I mean, how private is it really? Like people drive by it, they see the waves there, like figure it out. Yeah, yeah, man. It's I, I want people. I want people. Uh, I want to, the, the more people we bring into this community, the more stuff we can do to help this mm. this lake is in dire situation, man. It is yeah. like toxic. You know, it needs yeah. so much help. And there's no better way to bring people's awareness to it than showing them the lake and yeah. getting people excited about lake activities, you know? So most of the surfers I have on the show have been probably from either Lake Michigan or Lake Ontario. So mm -hmm. having some fellow uh, Erie boys here, it's yeah. like, yeah, man, I was surfing in brown slop. Like it, there are parts of Lake Erie that are gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah another reason take why we yeah yeah we always joke like drink colloidal silver or take an antibiotic after you know some days you go out and the lake kind of smells like tobacco or something oh yeah yeah i mean you know the ocean they gotta worry about sharks and riptides and you know stuff like this and we gotta worry about like what, cat, catfish and uh yeah Needles. yeah really any coli so yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny but yeah guys um there's a lot of people they are very protective i get it to a point but i i would mostly side with you on this extent of we found something great let's celebrate it with the people who are willing to do it i mean i agree with what you're saying once people connect with the water they're not going to go littering it or mistreating it well, you'd yeah. hope not, right? Like typically yeah. it creates a relationship and investment. Um, so I like what you're saying. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely our stance. We're just kind of sticking with it. Like yeah. you said, we're just, we're just being careful, but yeah, if it's a park, it's, it's good to go. The world should know about it. So I don't know if you know, uh, Cam Hill, he does some surf videos too. He calls them chill adventures and he, all his spots, he just makes up names for them. <laughs> I, I watched cool. a few of his videos, just oh, okay. trying to see what else is out there on the menu. He's a, yeah. He seems like a pretty stoked dude, man. He's really stoked. He's kind of like you guys in the sense that he's pretty new to this whole thing, but he is like, he is going all the time. Like, Oh, yeah. I don't know. Some of you guys and you're traveling to different spots. I mean, it seems like you're surfing almost every day. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah, we did good this winter. We did really well. Yeah, wow. I think we're at we're at like forty five days. Wow, since October. Yeah, that is amazing, guys. Wow, 
Yeah, we spent a lot. I mean, also, you know, it was a warm winter until it got cold for a little bit. Mm. But the lake wasn't frozen all the way through almost February. So we were able to be yeah. out there the whole time. Yeah. Um, and when it's winter here, if it, the lake's not frozen, you know, with Lake Erie, there's waves four times a week, five yeah, times a week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just not always come in the right direction, but they sound like they've been in your favor. We, we're in a unique spot, man. Like yeah. Cleveland is like here. And then as you go east, the lake actually protrude the, the land protrudes into the lake north. Okay. So there's a handful of beaches that hit southwest, south, then we have west, northwest, and east and northeast. So there's not really like literally we have every we beach spot for every every direction almost. Oh, you guys got it dialed in. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I just bought basically a house with a break too. So did you? Oh man, <laughs> it's like a community park, and he's got a break that looks like it's gonna hit. Yeah, we haven't seen it break yet, but it's it's a beach. It's got a point break. I mean, it looks like northwest. Gonna, maybe yeah. it'll hit nice. Wow, We're gonna hit, yeah. dude, that is phenomenal. Yeah, I'm excited. Wow, good for you, man. I'm stoked for you. So it's funny you say that. We put in an offer in a house yesterday. Um, and so I'm actually, it's interesting. You guys said you're two kids who grew up in the bush and this and that. So me and my wife, were from down close to where you guys are, but we've been out West for 12 years. We came back to Ontario and now we're looking to move on the Bruce Peninsula. So it's this sort of stretch of um, Ontario that, that is between Georgian Bay and Lake Huron. So waves on both sides, multiple directions, yes. lots of bush, lots of uh, beautiful rock formations and cliffs. And it's just like paradise, right? But I mean, other than maybe like tree planting and I went to college on a native reserve, other than those two experiences, like I've always been sort of, you know, living where there's lights and stores and stuff like yeah. that. So I'm super stoked to like go out into the middle of basically nowhere. Like our house is like in the middle of the woods. You own like two acres of woods. It's incredible. You walk across the street. There's a little lake, like a little sort of Northern Ontario, smaller lake there. And then you just walk down the road further and you're at Lake Huron. Sounds so amazing. I, yeah, so I'm super stoked because the paddle boarding up there is out of this world, crystal clear blue waters. Um, the winters are quite something, but so anyway, I'm pretty stoked for this new experience and, and kind of seeing you guys and how you turned out. I'm thinking, okay, so if we have a couple of bush kids, they should turn <laughs> out, they should turn out okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, it's you guys, that'll be the best environment ever to yeah. bring kids up in, yeah, for sure. Well, and as coming up those borders, dude, we're going to have to come for a visit. You're going to get some Cleveland kooks up there. Bro. Absolutely, man. I welcome it. Yeah, we got a spare bedroom, so that's no issues there. Yeah, so. That'd be awesome. We haven't surfed Huron yet, but I love Lake Huron. It's so beautiful. It's right on. blue and clean. So what do you guys have left? You've surfed Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio, she said. Um <laughs> Where else have you guys surfed? So Michigan, you guys, uh, I, I saw that one video, you were up there in Sleeping Bear Dunes or something, right? Yeah, yeah, Empire Michigan's got some crazy good surf up there. Nice. A lot of good, there's a lot of, it's kind of like the, un, if you're willing to do some hiking or if you have a one wheel or something, 
the Sleeping Bear Dunes Lakeshore is like 20 miles of untouched beach. So if you wow. know what you're doing up there, there's some good surfing. I have to check that out. Yeah. And then I also lived in Chicago for a few years. So I did all the Chicago surfing, uh, which was fun. Right on. I spent last summer in North Carolina. I worked at a KOA. Oh, sweet, I man. Surfed. At the Outer Banks? Or? Yeah. Oh, sick. Times a day for like three months. Yeah, he got like 90 days in or something. Wow, yeah. oh, no wonder. Yeah, no wonder you guys are doing good. You guys got lots of lots of experience up there. That's great. So tell me, uh, just tell me how you guys got into the whole videography stuff. Well, it actually goes back. So our, we grew up on camera. Our dad always had a camera out. So we have records going back to 1989 of video. You okay. Know, and, a and lot of video. A lot of video. <laughs> yeah. and, and naturally, we'd play with it and stuff. But I actually started getting into photography first and then video in high school. And I got into a video class, mm. um, like a, a media class. And yep. that's what really kind of like took off for me. And basically, I spent a few years doing a lot of random stuff. I was living out west and stuff, too. And then I came back and I was like, I, w- I want to like do video for my profession. So I started a business and worked that for five years and started a YouTube channel and all this stuff. And recently with all the COVID stuff, everything kind of tapered back for a while. And I kind of got a clear mind and I was like, I want to be making videos about like surfing and like, Mm. and fresh water. Like I'm really, we're really into free diving and scuba diving and river snorkeling and, and boating and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, man, it just, I think I was just kind of depressed through COVID. And then one day I saw there was like two foot waves out there. And that was that first video, the first video on the channel. And I just like went out. I didn't even have a board. I had my six foot board with the fins broken off. Oh, okay. I just hung out and uh, someone let me borrow their board. And I just like, I don't know, man. I just was like, I need to make these videos. So yeah. And so, I'm bragging every day, sending videos of me surfing every day. Yeah, he's out of bank surfing, and I'm just like, man. Oh, wow. So I start making it. I'm like, wow, I'm having fun making videos for me again, you know. Yeah. And we just because yeah, those it. first few videos, Caleb, you weren't there. No, yeah, I was. I was in the uh, out of Okay. Bank. Yeah. So yeah, I just I've been shooting these videos on my own, and Caleb kind of came in and started helping me out, like with the logistics, the travel, and being a member on the show. And now we're just kind of like, oh, let's make this into a Skeleton Brothers thing. Yeah. Keep pumping on. Like, we, we've been working on some more, like, content that's a little bit more, like, uh, just, like, tailored up, you know, mm. docked up a bit. Like, I have yeah. one coming out called How to Surf the Great Lakes, Part 1, Lake Erie. And it's, okay. like, my breakdown of what you need to become a lake surfer here. Oh, sweet. Kind of modeled off of, like, a Quentin Tarantino-style movie. Oh, uh, I, I, I look forward to that, part, yeah. Like, yeah, the vlogs are fun, but I really want to like build and start, you know, making more content. We're making, we're working on a video now about the the water quality in our on our shore. Yeah, and I'm like going to the sewer plant, and they're testing water samples we brought in, and they're showing us how their whole process is. So it's more of like a oh wow, yeah, you know, it'll be like we'll surf and we'll go to the sewage plant, and they'll show us the process, and we'll be like, is the water clean that we surf, or is it gross? You know, nice. I like that you guys have a, a purpose with it, right? Like the show has an undertone of positive vibes and sort of conservation, environmentalism, whatever. It's not just surf porn. Um, and that's yeah. what I went with with this podcast too, was I have you know some environmental guests and different things. Like there's so much 
to surfing. And I think what's great about surfing is it opens up all these other facets that also kind of come along with it. Like it's not too often you meet a surfer who could care less about the environment or, you know, we seem to be sort of like-minded that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm glad the vibes are coming through that way because that's what we're trying to put out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the videos are great, man. Really like really polished. I'm super impressed. I'm jealous of the, the video quality, like, you know, these podcasts, I'm just recording these through zoom on a nine year old all in one desktop. So, yeah, uh, I mean, you're, you're being prolific though, man. You're putting these out there. I always get hung up with edits. I gotta be, I gotta keep putting them out. Oh, uh, okay. So how long does a episode behind the scenes sort of take you? Usually well, it depends if there's a plan. Like we have a couple of videos that we're, we're doing some like homemade surfboard videos. Okay. So if there's a plan and we like knock it out, we'll shoot it. And then it's basically however long it takes Sam to edit it. You, they usually take me like 12 to 15 hours of straight work to edit. If I'm I don't want to record the time I ta- it takes me to do this podcast. I, I would just be disgusted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of work that goes in every minute. Yeah. Yep. I really have a hard time posting stuff that doesn't have at least some sort of story arc. Mm, like I want it to yeah. be like, you know, there's this and then this happens and then there's a resolution. Otherwise I'm like, we're just like documenting our lives and we're not really like a lifestyle vlog. I think we're trying to be more yeah. of like, uh, I want people who aren't surfers to be able to watch it too. Like we've been getting like middle-aged women like our mm-hmm. show because yeah. I'll post uh, like in a beach glass like a Lake Erie love Facebook group and they'll, they'll see that we're hanging out and having fun on the lake too. And like, yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you as a surf instructor, my biggest, uh, our biggest audience is middle-aged women coming out for, to try surfing and stand up paddleboarding for the first time. That's the main audience. It's That's funny because uh, when I just got out of high school, I was working for a radio station that uh, played like, top 40 pop music geared to middle-aged women and you know then i get into teaching paddleboarding and stuff and it's middle-aged women i'm like man like (laughs) are the things that i like for middle-aged women because it (laughs) seems to always be my target audience somehow (laughs) a jewelry maker so same thing hey right on there you go yeah and then at some point i realized like wait a minute derek you're not necessarily a young guy anymore either i'm a middle-aged guy so right hey it all works itself out yeah man so i uh i saw your instagram dude yeah. first of all do you have a caleb do you have a nickname no i don't <laughs> you don't oh no, man I caleb yeah <laughs> just caleb eh? i was coming up with some for you oh god <laughs> I, I forget what i had times, but not, not very often. <laughs> the one nickname I had for you, man, because you got this uh, – don't take this the wrong way. I mean this in the best way. I had the nickname Yeti because, dude, you just – you know, with the hair and the beard I and the – I watch a few times. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so Yeti just seemed a little classier to me. I like it. Yeah, so Yeti. Caleb, yeah, Caleb had the big hair all, all winter and the beard. Yeah. And- he is also like making his own clothes, like the these pants you see on him. Wow. They're all tailored, they're wool. He like sews his own clothes for surfing and stuff. So wow. like, it, like he gets this like appearance going, like yeah. this like this like massive 
person vibe. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you look you look so like big and you have this presence like on camera. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then like sitting your brother that. next to your brother <laughs> now, your hair is a little shorter. You look like you look more normal. Like I see you in yeah. perspective now. Yeah, that's funny. What happened was I shaved my beard off. And oh, then I, okay. like, I was like a Chippendale stripper or something. Like, was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You really, yeah. Uh, dude, how did you feel when you cut that off? It was weird. I've had it for like almost three years. Yeah. yeah. I cut it off. I mean, I'm sure you're in the same boat. It takes a long time to get a beard that big. At know? the beginning of COVID last year, I cut it off because I couldn't go to the barber and I thought, well, it'll grow back. Oh, man. It was like, so depressing i was so depressed for like yeah. <laughs> two or three months like i felt like i lost my identity or like what made me unique like and because i have such a big uh overbite that when i got rid of this hair i forgot like how tucked in my face is it was like <laughs> it's like i'm all neck oh man Hey, the beard works for you then, man. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it looks like my face is this long, right? But it's, like, really only like that, so. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thing. My beard is, like, real long. And then yeah. And then I cut it, and my face looks so short after that. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, on my head. So, Caleb, man, tell me about the jewelry making and clothing making business. So, my fiance and I own a jewelry company called Wildfoot Studio. And nice. we make... We silversmith. We do a lot of turquoise work. Um, we work with gold, silver, uh, just lots of stones. We cut stones too sometimes. But yeah, it's it's real fun. Wow. How does one get, get into that? Uh, so we were in high school and we wanted to get married. And I had gold, but I didn't have any money. So I was like, let's make rings. We'll, we'll just make them. And I took a, I had... Uh, money to go to school so I went and took a like $150 jewelry class at our local community <laughs> and, my, and my fiance took it too she actually took it to yeah. you so she took wow. it twice and yeah we just we never ended up making uh, rings or getting married we just ended up making a company and we've been doing that ever since right on. September though so. dude if you can survive a company together then um, then you're good yeah yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my wife did a summer of tree planting together. Oh man, I'd be like, sometimes she'd be like, get the off my land, like by the end of the day. <laughs> it could be a little intense, but hey. Um, so the your your girlfriend, your fiance, you guys met in high school. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. You don't hear that story every day anymore. So, and now you went to school literally for like a minute and you made a career and all these other guys are going to like university for four years yeah i'm doing a lot of work though <laughs> but i was gonna say man like that's that's inspiring that's like yeah. that's so cool to it, hear dude. i would like, say that it took me about three or four years to get oh, okay. to the level where i could produce and make money you know oh, okay because it's still you know i had to teach yeah, myself did, everything did, after did. i learned the basics you know oh, okay gotcha. 40, 50, yeah i didn't spend any money i made money learning it so yeah yeah very cool man very yeah very uh, lots of ingenuity there yeah so and sam for you man like so you started making videos leisurely um mm -hmm. did you go to school for communications or videography no no actually i went to college for a minute for education and then i dropped out 
Oh, okay. Then, oh, way um, to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I got I got an uh, I got an associate degree, but I was okay. I just, I've been so concerned about making sure that I was like doing what I wanted to do in life that yeah. I uh, yeah I just bought a camera um, and I just watched YouTube for four years and started a company basically the same story yeah. that you said man you guys really just took life and made it what you wanted that's we're trying we're yeah. trying it's like that's the that's the vibe with this new channel man it's like if we can get yeah, content close. and add value you know we could carry this and this could be our job and that would be like the most epic thing ever you know like what else could you ask for man let me know when you crack the code man because that's what i'm working on with this podcast and brand yeah. too is i'd love to be doing this all the time it's a, a lot of joy comes from creating eh? absolutely yeah. just remember man it's that it's that input output you can put you you do this input for five years and you're gonna start to see a lot of output come through you know yeah that's what's weird about this kind of stuff eh? it's a little bit of a slow burn like yeah like yeah and so i mean <laughs> i've had episodes that have been off you know that i recorded them months ago and then people are seeing them now and making comments and etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's like it's this living thing that other people are, could be experiencing for the first time like right now yeah it's pretty wild so do you make yeah. videos professionally then as well for other people? I do. Yeah. I, um, so what kind of projects do you do? So I, I, I market myself as a cinematographer. So I, ideally I'm getting hired to shoot, um, on a project, whether it's like commercial stuff or whatever. And I've been slowly getting respected in that field. So I've been doing okay. that mostly. And then I also do a lot of drone work. Um, that's why uh, I put a lot of drone in the video. Yeah, I do a lot of drone work. And that's some of the stuff that I really enjoy. But, and then it's been YouTube. Like I had, our company was called Skeleton Studios. We're still an operating company, my other buddy and I. And Sweet YouTube. logo, by the way, man. The Mexican, the shirt, I think yeah. maybe Sugar Skull or something. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty rad. I don't know if you checked out that channel, but we have 100 videos on that channel too. Whoa. That was just like a experiment. Okay. Of, of like putting out whatever we thought was fun to make at the moment onto this channel. And it turned okay. into a lot of things and it was cool. It was kind of like the, I don't know, like the pre what we're doing now experience. It gave me like the ability to be able to vlog and to be able to edit, which is yeah. vlogging's like one of the toughest things I've done out of my filmmaking. I think it's like so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Like coming up with a, a story and a reason for the whole entire video. Yeah, and yeah. shooting yourself, it feels like vain sometimes, you know. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't know. It's just like a strange thing to do, you know. Yeah, I was impressed, man, because I'm like, this is a tight. These are tight videos, and sometimes you're out there, you're not with anybody else, and I'm like, wow, like and you're getting shots of yourself too. So obviously you must have a tripod or sometimes you do have somebody with you, but it's like, it seems, I guess what I'm trying to say is it feels like, I'm sorry, brother. no problem. It feels like a bigger production than it might be, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That, yeah. I guess it just comes from that scrappiness. Like we're like a run and gun film company and I just kind of, I like broke it down to, 
being like, I have first, you want like a little background on how I, how I shoot these actually? Yeah, let's hear it, man. Yeah, for sure. Inside so, scoop. Yeah, yeah. So this is, so I, I run with four cameras. I have my big camera, which is a Panasonic GH5, which is a real durable, easy like vlogging camera. I run with the GoPro. I run with my phone, which is an iPhone 11. And uh, yeah, those are the cameras. And the drone. Yep. And the drone. Yep. Does so, the drone have its own camera or do you like attach a camera to it? It does have its own camera. Okay, yeah, so it. it's a built-in camera. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So basically I just use those tools to tell the story, whatever makes sense at the moment. Yeah. And uh, what I'm doing right now is like, I'll shoot um, what we're doing. Then I'll let Caleb go in and I'll film him with one drone battery and then some handheld shots and our friends. Mm -hmm. Then I go in the water and I'll shoot GoPro and try to convince somebody to get some shots of me. Oh, okay. And I'll come back out of the water and shoot everybody again, another battery. And then we do wrap ups. And then I take a highlight and put that at the beginning of every video to entice people to watch it. Yeah. That's basically nice. it. But yeah, it's this like self shooting. We're like dying. Once we can put more videos out, I'm dying to get a filmer every time because yeah. it makes the video so much better. Yeah. Well, you maybe you guys need to come up to Canada once the borders open, have a Canada, you know, surfing uh, experience for your YouTube channel, stay at my place. And also, I need some footage, like I need good footage to intro this show and stuff. Let's go. That'll be okay. That'll be the the payment for the hosting. There you go. Yeah. I'll give you a bunch of high quality 4K drone and, and yeah. camera footage. Yeah, man. I'd love to get some good stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Let's go. Right on. Okay. Well, we'll we'll wait for the. Uh, our, 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 did you guys get your vaccine? Or I don't know what the vibes like over in the states. Like, it's very. I feel like. It's very uh, half and half, not half and half, yeah. I don't know. Same here. I, I'm halfway through the Moderna vaccine. You do? Okay. Yeah. But what about you, Caleb? Uh, I had a autoimmune type scare earlier this year, and my actually, it's happened twice already this year. So I, yeah. I'm just waiting a little bit because I'm, oh, okay. I'm just not trying to... I'm just waiting a minute. Yeah. Hey, I, I hear you, man. Teach is on. I'm the same way. I'm not sure where I, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. All these boosters are a little scary to me too. You know, I'm not trying to get shot up every four, three months or, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> really. kind of scary, man. But yeah, weird, that's weird the times. Thing too, though, like through all this surfing has been awesome because it's yeah. an outdoor activity and we're not really intermingling. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, well, we can surf still. Yeah. So you guys had the police called on you. That was awesome. <laughs> now they were super friendly because I they know were. in in Chicago and other places they've you know shut it down. It wasn't so friendly. So for you guys, it, it was more of a con a call of concern. It seemed like yeah. Someone thought we there was people just aren't used to it here still. For some reason, even though there's surfers and paddle boards out every time, it's wavy, but. I don't know, man. Someone's like, they call the distress call in. Like People hilarious. are funny, man. So, so going back, you know, across the lake from you guys, uh, in my early 20s, I was with some friends. We went out to the end of our dock. It was called the Leamington Dock, the pier there. And I had a fishing rod, and I kept it in this, like, great big long case. Um, 
and the case kind of, it, it looked very similar to a case that you would put a rifle in. And so at the end of the dock, right, it's dark. I take out the case and, you know, my fishing rod and stuff. And then, I don't know, for whatever reason, we didn't go fishing. So I put it back in and I'm driving home. I got my friends in the car and these cherries go on behind me. And I'm all stoked because I've never been pulled over before. I hadn't <laughs> been drinking. Seatbelts are on. No <laughs> drugs. Like nothing. We had done nothing wrong, right? And you got to understand, like, my nickname, too, with all my friends was Hardcore. So basically, you know, always getting myself into these situations and they, they were always something else, right? So anyhow, we, I'm driving, I pull over, it's right in front of the town bar. Like, it's Friday night, all our friends, all the gang, they're all at the Seacliff Inn, there's live music, there's people on the patio, it's the middle of summer. I get pulled over, right? You'd think like, oh, the cop comes out and walks to your car. No, he gets behind his door and he's like, driver, get out of the vehicle. Put your hands up. Like this was a full on like this. Walk to the back of your car, hands on the trunk, you know, search me and everything like this. And then he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, officer, I have no idea why you pulled me over. And uh, I made some kind of comment that was probably stupid. I said something like, I don't know why you pulled me over, but we're going to be laughing about this in a few minutes because I did nothing wrong, right? And I remember he didn't like that. And he said, oh, I'm going to be laughing, eh? Like something like that. And, and they were kind of probing me about other stuff, like trying to find out if we had dope or anything in the car. It was weird. But anyway... He said, then he said to me, well, we got a call that you were wielding a firearm at the end of your pier, right? Which is like in the middle of town. It's not like we're out hunting in the woods here. Um, So I'm like, well, no, I don't have a gun. But then I realized, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. I pulled out my fishing rod. That could have been it. So sure enough, you go in the trunk, he opens it up. It's a fishing rod. We have a big laugh and everything's fine and you know but he told me though he said you know if we get a call about guns or knives like we got the whole force on the way now mind you it's a small town i don't know how big the force is but like i guess the whole department was like on their way to deal with this firearm oh my gosh. You know, in front of the ice cream stand basically Wow. <laughs> so that's wild, man. Yeah, maybe it's just a Lake Erie thing getting the cops called on. <laughs> I had a similar one. I was in Columbus driving my old boat, Caprice Classic, huge car. Okay. Turn a corner, driving through the neighborhood, and cops on both sides fly up, turn, call call me out with the thing. They see me like <laughs> not our guy, and they kept going. Oh okay. I was like, oh my god, someone's on the loose. <laughs> like, wow, so, what if you had awesome so hey you guys uh in ohio i'm curious have you ever met any of the dudes from the out of place film no i know of that film though i don't know if i've seen it maybe i saw part of it on youtube you gotta watch that one that is an excellent excellent great lakes film it was made in maybe the the late like 2000s like maybe 2010 or 11 or something was it the stuck in Ohio guys who made that? 
I don't know what they go by. Um, okay. I'll Neil, Neil Luoma, I don't know if I'm saying his last name properly. He's sort of yeah. like the, the legend over there, right? I know he's in the film. Yeah. Uh, and whatever crew he must be a part of. Some younger yeah. guys. And we haven't met Neil in person. Neil's got a shot, I think. He's in our he's in our like uh, Facebook group though. He yeah. seems like a cool dude. I'd love to meet him. Yeah. Um, so you guys, so you haven't linked up with those guys. Do you guys have surf shops in Ohio? Not really, man. Yeah, barely. Oh, we got right? a paddleboard shop. That's interesting. I, yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, you know, I see all the other shops. I just, it's got to be a pretty hard endeavor to try right now, considering yeah. like a couple hundred people. You know, I don't yeah. know. But it just blows my mind a little bit, though, because, uh, you know, Third Coast Surf Shop, they got two shops on Lake Michigan. And, you know, there's a couple others. So I would have thought there was at least one person doing it on yeah. the, in Ohio. I know there have been yeah. in the past. Yeah, that's okay. a, that's a tough, shops are a tough business. Yeah, for sure. Especially right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're still, we're still convincing, like in common conversation, like they're just like, you cannot surf that lake. And then oh, I, okay. I love, now that we surf, now that I like, we film so much, I just like pull up my Instagram and, I'm, and there's like shoulder high, like barrels in some of the videos. And I'm just yeah. like, actually, like, yeah. wow. Oh, you can't convince them that you're not cold in the wetsuit too. Oh yeah. yeah. It keeps you warm. It's, <laughs> I get okay, cold. But I love the I love the fact though that Sam, you're in the one video, you're like, oh shoot, I was wearing the wrong wetsuit this entire time. <laughs> I for two years thought I had a 5'4 wetsuit because I ordered that. Wow. I just kind of looked at it and I was just so cold. Yeah. So what was it again that you were actually in? I was in a 4'3 Quicksilver okay. and uh, with a two millimeter hood and five millimeter booties and gloves. Wow. But that video, man, like I put that video out and then that guy, uh, Eric, straight up sent me his suit. It was like crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's oh. like that, that input output thing, man. I just get this direct message and he's like, hey, I got some Patagonia suits, a 6.5, it might fit you. And I thought he was trying to sell me it. And he's like, no, and I got it like six days later in the mail. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I looked up like MSRP on it and it was like six hundred dollars. Oh my god! Wow. I was like, bro, like that dude like changed because all of a sudden I was able to like film better again. I wasn't so cold. I was like surfing again. I was yeah. like locking up and crashing all the time. But I guess that shows just how important these videos can be to certain people and like the impact it's making. I mean, who gives somebody a free wetsuit? I mean, that's that's amazing, man. Yeah, it's, it's really, really encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to that localism piece, I think for the most part, like that I've found on the lakes is people are genuinely usually really stoked and eager to help out, like for the most part. So that's pretty awesome to hear that. I know for me doing this podcast too, like, yeah, I've made friends through this. Um, by I've had people reach out to me about how much they love it. Um, and then I've had people like, yeah, send me shirts or do some artwork for me. Like, I really like the, um, what would you call that? Like the, the exchange that happens with producing content. Like that's the part you don't see when you're watching stuff, but 
for us, I kind of wonder like, well, what's in it for us? Um, that engagement, like for me, I don't know what it is when I, if I get a comment on a video that they loved it, it just gives you that much more motivation to keep doing it because you mentioned in your videos, like, why am I doing this? Like I could be doing other stuff. What is it that keeps me doing this? And, and maybe I won't, you know, go into that too much. We want people to see your videos, but it's really cool that there's more going on be, behind the scenes here. Like there's a, there's a community built around this that cares and there hasn't traditionally been a lot of content to uh, take in. And now there's a few really cool things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of am like, that's sort of how I feel. I know there's been people filming on the lakes for forever, but like yeah. with the ability to be able to shoot high quality now and yeah. having gear and I just kind of feel like we're, Paving and new, like a lot of this stuff is awesome, man. Like for people sure. seen this of the Great Lakes, and we really want to travel around. Like, there's some spots I'm ready to go to, man. I've been doing some research. Like, you heard of Stony Point up on? Oh, the I sure do, man. That's the spot. That's like the endless summer, the perfect wave at the end of endless summer. Have you seen the movie Unsalted? Yes. Okay, so that's the wave at the end of that movie in Stony Point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I always wondered. Yeah. That place, man, that is like magic. It looks so, so sick. I let me know when you're going. I want to hit that up too. That's on my bucket list. Uh, have you guys done much in uh, Sheboygan and Grand Haven? No, I'm ready though. I'm ready okay. for that. That pier, that pier wave at Grand Haven looks awesome. Yeah. So the elbow in Sheboygan and then in Grand Haven. Yeah. What's that called again? I just, Oh, rock pile. Rock pile. Yeah. Yeah. I and just watched way, episode. Oh, you watched with Matt Smolensky? Yes. Yeah. So they have that pure bounce there, eh? Yeah. That looks so fun. Yeah. yeah. It looks like, it looks like the wave ranch or something. Yeah. It kind of, like, yeah. like a, it almost looks like a wave pool wave. Yeah. Yeah pretty cool looking yeah for sure um seen, there's some good waves down uh indiana dunes have you heard of that well i mean i knew i knew of the sleeping bear store um but no i don't know of the breaks or anything really so that's sleeping bear i'm talking indiana dunes is southeast oh, okay. michigan on, in indiana okay no there's a so lake michigan is like i think 395 miles long wow something like that so the dunes is the last bottom part of that. And when okay. they get a north wind, I guess it's just like, like real heavy, you know, like superior waves, you know? Right on, right on. And so your job, I take it, provides you the flexibility to do these things when you want to, right? Both of us. And we've been yeah. like really careful of our time <laughs> to make sure that we can because it's like, you know, when it's surfing, it's, if it's Tuesday at 10 a.m., it's Tuesday at 10 a.m. You got to be there. Like, I'm going surfing. Yeah. <laughs> you guys cracked the code, man. That's what I'm working on. God, yes. It's, you're making it look better than it is, man. I'm sure we're, we're pretty on level with each other, man. Yeah, <laughs> I've been wow. I'm all week, but I got to surf twice, so. <laughs> wow. Oh, interesting that you called them mayflies. We call them June bugs. June bugs. Interesting. Yeah, but same insect. We... we we say June bugs sometimes. It's usually mayflies though. Yeah. Okay. And, and we say to... and we say mayflies sometimes. So it's interchangeable. Yeah. 
There's also I, midges too. Those are a separate species. You know those ones? What's it called? Midges. Midges? No. Soldiers, what we call them. Oh yeah, Canadian soldiers. Canadian soldiers. You guys. Canadian <laughs> soldiers. Are those those little like red and black things? Uh, no, they're the ones that come out of the lake. Yeah, right? they, they look like. Oh. But they they don't even eat. They just hatch and then reproduce and die. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you guys keep them. That was uh, part of our <laughs> infestation. The There's War a, of 1812, when Canada burned down the White House, they brought the smidges with them. <laughs> There's this, like, those geese, too. There's this, like, kind of ongoing joke in, like, Cleveland and northern Ohio where, like, if there's anything bad, it comes from Canada. Oh, Canada really? That's so it's, like, awesome. soldiers or there was that big blackout, like, years ago where we, like, lost electricity and we're, like, That's Blame right, Canada. yeah. I remember <laughs> that, so yeah. Yeah, you know, that's okay because the entirety of Canada thinks that way about the entire U.S. So (laughs) they're like, oh, all the bad shit comes from down there and comes up. Yeah, Yeah. also some some of the greatest things too. But yeah, I'd say probably over the last four years, it was a much more uh, negative attitude. But yeah, we're turning her around. Don't yeah. blame you. Yeah. And I love Canada. I've considered living in Canada my whole life. I love it up there, man. Oh, okay. So where have you guys spent time up here? My fiance has, uh, her her family has land in uh, Manitoulin. Is that? Dude, that's like Manitoulin Man- Island. Yeah, Manitoulin. That's, so that's actually- right up where I'm moving, man. Like, I'm not oh. moving on the island, but I'm moving on the piece of land. Yeah. It's like the end of the road. Dude, that's the coolest coolest place. I love it there. That's actually, uh, we got engaged there on Treasure Island. It's the biggest freshwater island within a freshwater island or something. Yeah. We We have all these. Freshwater island. And then, yeah, I I got some weird. We have all these, like, silly things I can't keep track of, like... (laughs) There's the longest freshwater beach or something not far from here, Wasaga Beach. And then I think Putin Bay is like the longest bar on a freshwater or something. Like <laughs> you were talking about some sort of feature on the GoPro. You were talking about this hindsight, and I missed what it was. It sounded to me like, because when I go out with my GoPro, I'm taking all this video, and then at the end, I bring it home, I put it on my computer, and I find out that although the instructions say the battery is supposed to last all day, it like lasted 40 minutes of me sitting on my board waiting for a wave, and then by the time I started catching them, the battery's dead. Yeah. So it's never really cooperated. So for me, I just hearing you, you were mentioning something about um, – it's sort of working around that and getting the footage. Yeah, so it's got to be on the Hero 9, so you got to have the newest one. Okay, so mine's the Hero 3. We're talking pretty old. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, you got to throw, throw that thing in the lake, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should probably not worry about it too much and just yeah, put it on the nose of my board. That's I used to have a Hero 3. We lost okay. a Hero 3 in the river, like, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I have this... I'll get to hindsight in a second, but I've, I have this knack for losing GoPros. I've been through like 12 GoPros in my oh, career. Oh, man. Um, so my and they're not cheap either. What'd you say? 
They're not cheap. No, they're not, but they're necessary. Like I have yeah. to have them, you know? But, uh, okay, so hindsight's great. So basically what it's doing is, are you familiar with like a, um, a camera that, uh, uh, what are the cameras you put in your car that are like doing a loop? Hmm. Like the dash Speaking cams? Like, dash cams, yeah. Okay. So it's like a dash cam. So what it's doing is it's rolling 20 seconds, 20 second loops while you're going at a really low battery, like it's not t- consuming much battery. Okay. The camera's basically asleep. Mm. But it's recording these 20 second things. And if you go, if you give it the, if you just like, so you're surfing, usually surfing is like 30 seconds or so, you know, yeah. you're surfing and you like drop in and you ride a wave and then you hop off the wave. If you press the shutter button up top, it starts recording from that point and re- recorded the past 20 seconds. Okay. Oh. So it just grabs it. So yeah. basically, all of a sudden, then you'll you'll download your files and you'll just have wave after wave after wave in uh, small okay. files. Gotcha. So it's only it's it's like rolling a loop, but it only records the loop if you press the shutter. It's confusing. Okay. So after you've rode the wave, you press a button and it's done. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so it knows to save that last twenty seconds, whatever that was. Exactly. Okay. But the Hero Nine, you say. Yeah, you got to use the Hero 9. The Hero 9 is the best GoPro. Obviously, it's the newest one, but it's the best GoPro yeah. that's ever been made. Battery life's improved. Editing on the files is better. The quality is insane. So the wow. Go the GoPro, GoPro 3, I would say, is digital, but it really takes you back to the analog days, though, too. Like, it feels... Sure, it has a digital screen, but, you know, you got to press the button to make it go around and then you never know what you cycle to. So yeah. are the new ones like all touchscreen and yep. more user-friendly? Yeah, more t- touchscreen, user-friendly. And the biggest feature is they have stabilization, like crazy um, AI technology, basically like these algorithms going to stabilize the footage. Okay. So like there's no shaky footage. I actually, wow. the past few episodes we put out have been with the Hero 7, which isn't as good because I – uh, lost the new Hero Nine. I gotta get new. Oh damn! But, uh, <laughs> oh man! It's, it dropped it in the lake. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's great, man. There's no shaking. So like, if you see like the first like five videos we made, it was on the Hero Nine, and the okay. GoPro shots look real good. One of the lines you say in the show, man, that I really like, sort of maybe uh, could be one of your catchphrases or something. You talk about filling up the stoke tank. <laughs> I like I that. I got that from a podcast called, uh, I forget what it's called. It's with Mark and JP, but they're always, they're like these like California stoke party bros. And they always say that. And it's hilarious to me. I think it's so funny. Yeah. I love that. And it seems to me like you guys are always filling up the stoke tank. Like you're living to fill up that stoke tank. So, you know, tell us a little bit about that kind of philosophy that you're going for and, and the message you're trying to promote through the show. Cause I, Again, I'll go back and say I just really like that it just has such a pos- a positive resonation to it. It's uh, uplifting, makes you feel good. So how do you fill up the stoke tank? I think we like growing up in like this town and like, uh, you know, depressed cities. We like combated a lot of negativity mm. and it was really frustrating. I'm speaking for both of us a little bit, but it's frustrating. <clears throat> and you know, it's funny 
when we travel our places and you see people are, are, are a little more stoked, like when there's mm. extreme sports and stuff around, you know? Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's we're, It's kind of like, I think it's almost like a, a part of it's rooted in wanting to prove something, like prove that actually life is awesome if you embrace mm. it. Yeah. You know, Finding beauty in things that other people think are ugly. Like this morning, for instance, yeah. I woke up and all the trees are weighed down with snow, covered in, it was just gorgeous. The sun's yeah. out, beautiful day. Everyone on the radio is like, didn't want to wake up to this this morning. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude. Yeah, it's negative. Yeah. Go make a snowman or something. You know? Like, yeah. I mean, embrace it. We got a beautiful, it's a good, beautiful morning. Yeah. yeah, we got beautiful four inches of snow late in the season. It's going to be the last time it snows. We're out there. It's still 40 degrees. We're going surfing. Just like we yeah. scoped out four beaches today to get some waves, you know? Like, yeah. it was so much fun. Yeah. I notice in the winter when all the leaves are gone from the trees, if it's just grass on the ground, I find it really depressing. Like if the leaves are gone, then, you know, keep some snow on the ground. Yeah. yeah I don't know why people are kind of arguing the weather. They're never going to win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's it, man. That's just positive. about something that's there always. Like, yeah. yeah. It's positivity though, man. It's just like we was, I was talking about before with the career thing. It's like about input output. If you put positive positivity and stoke and hard work into something mm-hmm. like it's going to come back to you and come back to your audience as like good you know <laughs> if you yeah. if you just like i don't know man you got you i don't even know what i'm saying I feel no insane. it's great man <laughs> i think i and you mentioned in your videos what i really liked about your videos too was you mentioned in the you know sort of in one of the earlier ones, like, I'm not sure what this sort of podcast is really about yet, but then you've really sort of, you mentioned it too, you've really found your voice. You kind of know you have a little more direction right now. And I think, man, this world needs good vibes right now. It needs positivity. So I think, you know, you're doing a, you're actually doing a service to the world right now by, <laughs> sm- by smiling and bringing some joy, dude, because it's a tough world out there right now. I appreciate that, man. That's yeah. a huge compliment. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, for sure, guys. I see you guys riding this wave bandit a lot. I've heard about the wave bandit. So this is like a Ben Gravy board, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got two of them actually. Okay. Yeah, we got the six. Yeah. Is it a? Fo- are they foamies? They are, but they have like a plastic bottom kind of thing. Okay. And how do those things ride? It looks like you guys are ripping pretty good on it. They're great on short break because you don't have to worry about bashing the hole in your board. Yeah, like, they're super buoyant. Yeah, if you're if you're if there's any, if it's like under shoulder high, it's like pretty fun. It's a great yeah, way. To okay. It. I still almost always bring out my fiberglass board though. Yeah. Better. Okay. It's not. What do you typically ride, Caleb? Uh, right now, I mostly just ride. Uh, was it a seven eight? It's a seven eight uh, torque. It's got like a carbon fiber rail. Okay, right on. On board. Yeah. Nice. And What's in your quiver, gravy. Sam? What's that? Sorry. I got that six-foot Ben Gravy, or six-six Ben Gravy uh, fishtail, too. Okay, right on, right on. So is Ben Gravy uh, a bit of an inspiration for you guys? We love Ben yeah, Gravy. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's the same thing, man. He's, you know, he just puts a lot of positivity out, and I love how he um, – also is there for, you know, he talks about sobriety and stuff and being there for people who are dealing with that kind of stuff. 
anybody that has some sort of like deeper meaning attached to it, I think we really enjoy. And yeah. Ben's also just so fun to watch surf, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, full stuff tank, always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy, he, uh, yeah, find out where his gas station is. Keep it right topped up. Yeah, man. And and you also uh, attempted but failed at doing what you referred to as the double. Yes. <laughs> so in Vancouver, we used to talk about that a lot, that you could go uh, surfing, skiing, um, I think there was actually something else, like all in one day. So this is what you're trying to prove you can do out there? Yeah, I found out a lot of people do it, um, especially in Mi- Michigan's the best spot for it because Michigan's okay. got good skate parks, good skiing right next to the lake. Oh, okay. We, the season didn't really line up that well this year for us here, but we have good, decent ski resorts 30 minutes south of the city. But we were just like, you know what, let's just that, – that day was so fun. I was just like, let's shred in the streets – and just try to get away just to prove a concept, you know, but that yeah. day was like gnarly out yeah. there on the lake. It was not like surfable conditions. Man. Okay. You guys were in a lot of waves that I was like, what the heck? Those waves are too nice. Like you're making this look too good right now. So when you showed that scene, I was like, okay. And you even said, you're like, this is what it looks like most of the time. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. finally, someone telling the truth. Because <laughs> since I've come home, that's what I've found. Like, I don't know if I'm going out on the windiest days or something, but it's like, it's a battle. Like, I've not oh. come across the cleanest <laughs> conditions. Like, it's more like what you guys were in high winds and just sometimes just getting past the shore break can be really difficult yeah. on the it's Great Lakes. Bad. Yeah. It's all good. Keeps us young. Yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> nice to nice. join. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, hey, guys, you guys keep your stoke tank full. You know, you guys are surfing all the time. What other kind of things keep that stoke tank full? What else are you stoked about in life? Uh, I, everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I, lately, I've been, I've been trying to just uh, – really eat healthy and train and, and keep my body in tip top shape because nice. as I'm getting older, man, like I just, I want to be able to do this stuff for a long time. And we had a lot of injuries when we were younger doing like stunts and stuff. And it's just oh, like, yeah. you know, so that's yeah. been, that's been helping me a ton too. And like with, it's very cloudy here in Cleveland. It's actually, mm. when you compare it to Seattle, we're like second in the country for cloudy days. Really? Yeah, we get this. We get these weather patterns that just bring clouds right onto us all the time. I, I find that interesting only because my hometown, Leamington, across the lake, was referred to as the sun parlor. It like so you guys. That's what, yeah. The the, yeah. the the fog comes to the side of the lake. Look, everything. Goes oh yeah, down. we're sending that shit down to you guys. That's right. <laughs> You guys, so we'll go to if it's cloudy here, you can go to the lake and look out in 15 miles. You'll see this, you'll see the cloud break. <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah. But yeah, it's cloudy and, and uh getting out and lifting and eating and getting sunlight change. We have a lot of seasonal depression in our area. Mm, I um I also that. talk about that in the vlog a lot about how like hey, like encouraging people, like if you got a second, even if it's shitty out today, like get out there and Get a little vitamin D and enjoy. The sun still comes through the clouds, and even when it's cloudy, you can still get vitamin D if you're outside. You know? Absolutely, for sure. I yeah. get sun during the winter every time I go out. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah, and I remember looking across the lake to Ohio and seeing the big power plant there and all the big smoke coming out. Oh, that's Perry. That's funny. That's like 30 miles from us. There's there's actually okay. an epic surf spot there that no one goes to. Oh, yeah, with, with good reason. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Out there where the water is always warm and really catch fish all year round yeah. oh wow great okay yeah. <laughs> put that on the menu yeah um and what about you man when is the big day when is the wedding happening to the high uh, school sweetheart september 4th yeah, you better get <laughs> wow. that one on the book sometime right? early september <laughs> yeah so uh plan planning a covid style wedding well we were supposed to get married last year in september Mm. So we moved it to this year, and I actually rented a summer camp. Oh, cool. Yeah, outside, outside, yeah. So, okay. So hoping things kind of open up by then and more yeah, people and be vaccinated. As long as, you know, we'll, we'll be wearing masks, I'm sure. But I'm sure a lot of people will be at least. Wow. But, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you should get that on your. Uh, they probably make that for the wedding cake now too, like the bride and groom with masks on. You know yeah. those little. Yeah. I mean, it's like a bubble, like a bubble boy globe or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. Well, hey guys, it has been awesome having you dudes on the show. Um, you know, maybe uh, just before I let you guys go, tell us what you got in the tank for more episodes of why am i losing the name right now we're just called it it's right I, we're trying to figure out Does it even I, have a name call it skeleton brothers or something or something like that but right now it's just my name i was gonna call it the sam skeleton show and then i was like wait a minute what is yeah. your <laughs> pod, what is your show called okay i just under my name right now yeah all right so your youtube videos what's coming down the pipe what can we expect to see what kind of content is coming later on in 2021 all right well right now we are working on a really cool video where we're designing a cardboard surfboard all laser cut and epoxied wow doing a duct tape foamy surfboard build we're gonna do some river surfing we're trying to make a riverboard yeah we're making with duct tape (laughs) yeah riverboards and then uh we're gonna start adding free diving and um free diving in the lakes and river snorkeling and and just like just freshwater vibes, you know? Sweet. Love it. And then the last one is the comprehensive How to Surf Lake Erie video, which I've been working on. Oh. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, and then more vlogs. Right and on, right it goes, on. Man. We're, we, got, we have like four in the docket right now, Sean. Yeah, already. right on. All right, guys. Well, hey, it was awesome having you guys on the show. The Skelton Brothers, the Stoke Brothers, whatever you guys are, brothers. Yeah. The the Yeti and the uh no you're Yeti not a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right dudes. I'll catch you guys next time when you come up to Canada. We're gonna go snorkeling, surfing, we're gonna have a freaking awesome time up in the uh Canadian Shield, guys. But in the meantime, wait. stay stoked. Later, brother. Have a good one, man. Nice to meet you, man. That's all for episode number 43 of Permastoked. I hope you enjoyed listening or watching. Again, a big mahalo goes out to Sam and Caleb Skelton for joining me on the show and sharing their experiences surfing and filmmaking in 
Cleveland, Ohio. And so if you'd like to connect with them, you can connect with them both on Instagram. Uh, Sam is at underscore Sam Skelton. And Caleb is at Caleb J.G. Skelton. And don't forget to check out their YouTube channel. Peace. Mahalo to Mark Malibu and the Wasegas for providing our intro music Hey Chihuahua off their 2019 album Crash Monster Beach and our outro music End of Summer off their 2017 album Return of the Wasegas. For more information visit www.wasegas.com. Mahalo to the Planet Smashers as well and Stomp Records for allowing us to play Surfing in Tofino off their 1999 album Life of the Party. You can visit them at www.stomprecords.com. And to the Scrapes, mahalo for providing Wait and See off your 2018 self-titled album, Scrapes. For more information on Scrapes, visit www.scrapesmusic.bandcamp.com. But of course, mahalo to all you great listeners out there. We are so thankful that you chose to join us for this episode, and we look forward to providing you with even more awesome content in the future. More episodes are certainly on their way, but in the meantime, make sure to go back and listen to our previous episodes. And don't miss an episode ever again by subscribing on the Alexa app, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever it is, man, that you get your podcast, we are there. So please let us know how we're doing. Leave us a rating and a review. And don't forget to share this with your friends and family over social media or by spreading the word in the lineup. You can learn more about Freshwater Surf Goods and check out our products and services at www.freshwatersurfgoods.com. You can even sign up for our newsletter so you can stay up to date on new products, new episodes of Permastoke, events, our surf sup and yoga schedules, and other exciting news. And hey, you can even find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all at freshwater surf goods but if you're a part of the surf or sup industry or a surfaholic wanting to connect with your tribe and stay informed as to what's happening all across the great lakes and the canadian surf scene then join our facebook group the all canadian surf and sup club and as well if you've got an idea for a collaboration you'd like to recommend a future guest you'd like to invite me to an event or book me to teach surf sup or yoga or maybe you want to carry our products in your store or your company is interested in being a sponsor of this show, or for anything else, hit me up on social media or email me at Derek at freshwatersurfgoods.com. That's Derek, D-E-R-I-K at freshwatersurfgoods.com. I look forward to next time, Freshies, and getting to know you all better. In the meantime, I'm your host, Derek Hyatt. Mahalo, keep surfing, and stay stoked.